0: Welcome to the Small Caps Podcast, where we discuss news and information related to ASX listed companies and financial markets, keeping investors informed. Note that the content in this podcast is not financial or investment advice, and be sure to head over to smallcaps.com.au to get the latest market news. Now, without further delay, here's today's podcast. Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Small Caps. My name is Jess Holland, and I am your host for this next interview with Surefire Resources. Surefire is an ASX-listed Perth junior explorer, and the company's ticker code is SRN. I have the absolute pleasure of welcoming Paul Burton, Surefire's Managing Director. Hi, Paul. How are you?
1: Great, Jess. Good to see you.
0: Firstly, Paul, congratulations on executing the Memorandum of Understanding uh, with the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia's Ministry of Investment. Could you provide our audience uh, with a bit more detail about the key aspects of this MOU and how it aligns with the overall uh, strategy of Surefire Resources?
1: Yes, thanks, Jess. It's a, it's a significant step for us to uh, to achieve this this agreement with them. It's something we've been discussing for the last few months and negotiating with them on. Um, the ministry allows us to uh, develop the concept of putting uh, a process plant in Saudi Arabia um, on a joint venture basis with a Saudi Arabian company, which allows us to then access various incentives and things that uh, that the Saudi government has in place at the moment. Um, they're moving away from this dependence on oil and gas. And as a, as a result, they're focusing heavily on bringing in investors and their own develop um, policies of, uh, of processing of uh, mineral commodities in particular that are that can be used in country. Um, Saudi, from our perspective, has uh, has some great um, incentives from from us. Um, if we can provide a feedstock for the minerals, commodities that they require, then there's a win-win situation, and that's how we've approached it with them. Um, currently, they are a very large steel producer and a lot of steel fabrication units there as well. There's 41 steel mills there, but they don't have a vanadium vanadium operation in place, so they import their vanadium Pentoxide for the steel industry so our proposal was to have a vanadium processing plant there to produce all sorts of vanadium products for which we have a very high-grade resource in australia that we can supply feed to Uh, this is an approach that they were interested in and welcomed and hence today's agreement is the first step in us then moving towards binding agreements to put that in place
0: Okay, fantastic, Paul. So I guess you've you've touched on this already slightly, but, you know, what are the key factors that you think um, that attracted the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia in this collaboration in particular?
1: Well, we have a very large uh, vanadium resource um, and we're proximal to a port, so it's a very doable operation for us to produce a magnetite concentrate that's high-grade and then uh ship. I mean, shipping is is relatively cheap these days across the oceans. It's very competitive. So we've looked at all the figures and it, it works extremely well. And in fact, there are other companies um, doing the very same thing on other commodities and, and not even in the resources sector, shipping things offshore. So it's it's that whole concept that they like. But in particular, um they welcome the opportunity to have processing facilities in their country because it creates employment, it creates uh, IP it creates, creates no know-how, know-how and also uh, allows them to produce products that they need uh, in country for their own um, growth growth plans uh, plus also gives them the opportunity for export. so um, you know the, the detail of how that's all going to work is our next stage but um, it's extremely interesting.
0: Amazing. Thanks, Paul. And so do you think that this agreement in particular provides surefire, uh, surefire with a, you know, development pathway of a low capital cost operation in Australia? And and just to tie that in, you know, how does that strategic approach sort of contribute to the overall success of the Victory Ball project?
1: Yes, well, on the, on the first point, um, it does indeed, because um, if we just step back one second to look at uh, the alternative the alternative is to is to to build a plant and uh, produce the name pentoxide in country here and as we know there's been huge cost escalations
0: mm.
1: not only from um, uh, equipment pricing but also wages in particular power costs so it's a very very expensive consideration to have a have a, a downstream processing plant that say. Uh, a very, very technical plant as well. Um, plus, there are other challenges now as well. We have with environmental and heritage. And everything else. So challenges for building a big project um, with a downstream processing plant are uh, are, are enormous, and we, we shouldn't get ourselves that, 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 that they're not. So our plan was then, okay, let's look at an offshore jurisdiction where it has much lower costs uh, and um, they actually have incentives for you to to go there. And there's there's a number of those around, and we we chose um, Saudi to to explore and see um, how far we could go with them. Um, but on that concept, then all we're producing at the mine site is a magnetite concentrate. Um, I say all because it's a mine, and then we go through a beneficiation, which is a crush grind. Then then magnetic separation. It's a relatively simple process and very, very tried and tested. And we know the costs. So it's going to be circa 200 million US um, or less to have all that up uh, and running. So um, that means a lower cost operation from our perspective. You compared to, it's going to be in excess of a billion dollars probably to have a um, a full processing plant to produce vanadium pentoxide on site and then all the various emission controls and things that's going to need to be required post that. Plus, we don't have the market for the B205. The other important thing with the Saudi is that they are a ready market for the products that we would be producing. So, ferro ferrovanadium, vanadium pentoxide, vanadium electrolyte, all of these things that um, are useful for not only their growth plans, because they're building these mega cities over there for the future, Plus, their electrification is is, is in progress, uh, and their transition from traditional um, power to um, alternative power, for which the vanadium redox batteries is certainly on on their agenda. So it's um yeah it's it's an extremely good uh, development pathway. It's a real development pathway. We can actually see how this um, comes into fruition. We've already spoke to engineering groups that work in, in that vicinity. They have offices in Riyadh and um, you know, it allows us to potentially get a development team in place very, very quickly.
0: Amazing. Thanks, Paul. Now, just, just for the, the purposes of our audience's understanding, can you give us an idea of you know, what is Vanadium used for? What are the key applications of Vanadium and these, these minerals that you're you know, looking to develop in the future?
1: Yeah, so vanadium, um, vanadium pentoxide, we should say, is, is the product um, It's that comes out as a, as, a, as a flake and it's used globally in the steel industry, around about 90% of it in the steel industry for, for alloying. And plus, the more vanadium that goes into steel, the greener the steel becomes, if you like, as there's less um, other impurities and uh, less iron required. So there's that. But as buildings get taller and larger and the requirements are for higher grade uh, reinforced bars then more vanadium is needed in the in the steel so that's the predominant use for, for vanadium but vanadium as an element has a unique property for retaining electric charge and hence the vanadium electrolytes if you can recover that is used for these vanadium redox flow batteries which is which the concept has been around for many many years in fact it was developed here in australia um but it hasn't really caught on as a uh, as a as a power or, or energy storage unit. Hmm. It is now gaining a lot of traction. There's more vanadium redox batteries being produced in China than ever before. Uh, they recognise that there are they are the missing link between um, your solar power and your wind power. To store the energy before it goes onto the grid or goes into however it's is used. So they definitely are becoming a a uh, uh, an alternative choice. And vanadium is, is, as I say, 90% used in the steel industry. There won't be enough vanadium currently mined at the moment once the vanadium redox factories do take off, if and when, um, to supply the vanadium electrolyte. So there's a huge future for it, um, and that's why it's called a critical mineral, and um, as such uh, is getting a lot of attention because um, most of the vanadium was produced within China, and now they're using it within China and um, the rest of the world as it transitions away from uh, oil and gas power, um, we'll be looking at these as one of the alternative methods. So it has a great future.
0: That's so interesting. Thanks, Paul. Thanks for sharing that. so now shifting gears a little bit, can you provide us an update on the progress of the pre-feasibility study um, for the Victory Board project and also elaborate on the specific work programs that you guys are currently working with your engineering teams um, who have been appointed to complete the PFS for you?
1: Yeah, sure. The PFS is uh, being pulled together by our, uh, our metallurgical group, METS, who have done uh, most of the work in all the native deposits Uh, in australia i would say so they have a very good handle on uh, on what's required Um, and um, uh, it's proceeding extremely well we're expecting it to be completed in november this year Um, i met with them yesterday we're we're ahead of schedule at the moment Um, these things do change of course over time but i'm very confident that um, we'll be keeping to our time schedule on this Um, we also have other uh, reputable engineering groups involved um, for geotech and for the mine mine planning, mine design. So, um, yes, it's going to be a, yeah, well, well, credentialed PFS. And um, additionally, we will have a lot of information on our proposed plant areas in, in Saudi by then uh, to feed into um, the, the PFS. So, the concept is um, is good, and it fits with the pre fees schedule that we have at the moment. So, yes, it's all going very well.
0: That's brilliant, Paul. So now you've mentioned a, a, a timeline schedule. I have one last question for you, Paul, um, and that is just to summarise You know what we've just chatted about. Can you share three key takeaways for our Small Caps audience um, as to why Surefire Resources is an attractive investment opportunity?
1: Indeed. Um, Surefire as a company has got uh, three significant projects. We've got this one as our flagship, the Vanadium Victory ball. Uh, we've got a very large magnetite project, which, is, incidentally, is potentially of interest to the Saudis as well. They're looking for what they call green steel. This is a very large magnetite deposit that has um, very high grades. and uh, Plus, we have a gold project, our Yidbe Gold project. So, um, if you look at our share price, none of these are reflected in the share price at all at the moment, which gives a, a, a very good uh, opportunity for uh, for investors.
0: Fantastic, Paul. Thank you so much for your time today. Really appreciate uh, you coming on and having a discussion with us and really look forward to watching the company's uh, latest developments and getting you back on.
1: Thanks very much, Jess, and you're most welcome.